0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 1,027.
1: Who already knows the answer to this? Who could I learn from? Who would benefit the most if I'm successful?
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO fire to 33444. Get inside my head weekly and ignite. Looking for a website host that provides 24 seven live support, one click WordPress installs and an easy to use website builder. Get started at hostgator.com by using promo code fire and the number 30. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up. To bring you our featured guest today, Callum Lang. Callum, are you prepared to ignite? All the way from
1: Singapore, I'm ready to ignite, John. Yes.
0: (laughs) Callum (laughs) invests and buys small businesses in a range of industries around Asia. He has previously started, built, and sold half a dozen businesses and is the founder and owner of Fitness Buffet, a company delivering employee wellness solutions in 12 countries. All right, Callum, take a minute. Fill in any gaps in this intro. Give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Like it's five a.m. where you are right now.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty early, yeah. So, uh, at some point, the kids will start waking up and try and join in, but we, we should be okay for the moment. Perfect. <laughs> um Yeah. So, look, that that's um, in a, in a nutshell. I start started off uh, as many entrepreneurs. Do I guess not? Not really thinking I was an entrepreneur; just thinking I was hustling for extra pocket money. Um, and I had a range of range of little side businesses when I was a kid, from cleaning cars to to making jewelry. To uh, I had a quite quite a successful little business doing homemade ice cream for bars and restaurants That's in funny. my hometown. Yeah, it was good. And then um, kind of gra- graduated from that and. Uh, had my first real business success um, building a recruitment and management consultancy company at the, the height of the dot com boom uh, which was which was very successful um, which at the time kind of being early twenties, I was convinced was down to my own uh, unique skills and talents and had nothing to do with the fact we were in a huge dot-com bubble. And when the dot-com bubble burst, it turned out I wasn't quite as clever as I thought I was. <laughs> None <laughs> uh, of us were. Yeah. So uh, that was good learning. And then um, but even then I was sort of started to see uh, what was happening in Asia and started to see all the trends that were were pushing over to towards this part of the world. And so I decided to to come over here and continue uh, Starting and building businesses and making lots of mistakes, and uh, generally just trying to get get the hang of it and've uh, been in Asia for fourteen years now, and um, now spend most of my time working with other small business owners to help them increase shareholder value to to really kind of get beyond the the day to day operations of the business, but actually think about how they're going to significantly increase. Uh, the value of their shareholding, and and even if they've got additional um, people uh, shareholders. So fundamentally, that's kind of through helping them to build assets in the business, and then leverage those through strategic partnerships, and and finally to to exit through uh, mergers and acquisitions stuff. So. Yeah, it's fun. It's not, not a real job, but it keeps, keeps me out of trouble.
0: <laughs> and that's all we ask, Callum, is that you stay out of trouble, my friends. <laughs> and I am excited to be sharing with Fire Nation today your journey. I mean, 14 years in Asia. You've learned a lot. You've done a lot. We have a lot to share with our listeners. But first and foremost, you're at a networking party. Somebody asks you, what exactly do you do, Callum? How do you respond in 10 seconds?
1: I help small business owners to build value, shareholder value in their companies. And I do that through helping them to develop assets, to leverage that through strategic partnerships, and then to exit through mergers and acquisitions. Um, and if they glaze over at that point, they're probably an employee. <laughs> um, but if they're a business owner, um, then uh, yeah, gen- generally they're, they're on their way to buy me a drink from the bar.
0: Well, speaking of buying drinks from bars, you need money to do that and you need money to live in Asia for 14 years. So that's what I want to talk about next. We have a lot of listeners who do dream to going to exotic places like Thailand, like Bali, like the Philippines, but they can never actually see themselves generating revenue or creating a viable business. So, you know, specifically, and I know, you know, we've talked briefly about it with an aerial overview in the intro, but specifically, how are dollars coming in the door for you right now?
1: Before I answer that, I think I'd burst a myth that you need money to do all of those things. Yeah, Um,
0: that's
1: great. Yes, I mean, just very quickly, the the building assets, the, the quickest cheapest easiest way to build assets in your business is to use your own intellectual property which doesn't cost anything um strategic partnerships again doesn't cost anything it's it's just going out there and knocking on doors and seeing how you can create value for others and and even acquiring businesses doesn't actually take take money you can get get creative so um there's that, that side of it, and, and uh, also Asia, especially places like Thailand, are some of the cheapest places to live. So uh, I was there for nine years, and it was a great, great place to um, make, make mistakes because it, it wasn't expensive mm-hmm. to do that. Um, but now, uh, in terms of my own revenue um, – uh, three three main sources. I've companies pay me to represent them in Asia. So if they're looking to get launched uh, in Asia, they'll pay me and my team a consultancy fee to to uh, get them tapped into the network here. Um, individuals pay me uh, and pay me for the training uh, around how they do their asset creation and the strategic partnerships. But uh, the, the real wealth generator is when I align my interests with um, other business owners, and look at exit strategies. And so, um, you know, this year we'll be listing two or three different companies, and uh, that's that's really where the the, uh, the the big the big money comes.
0: And what I love about this Fire Nation is he does have those three streams. You need to have diversity when you're looking to build a viable business. Callum has that, and he's building off of that every single day. Now, Callum, take us down to the ground level on your worst entrepreneurial moment because times are good right now you've had some ups you've had some downs but what would you consider throughout your entire journey to be your worst moment entrepreneurial wise take us there and tell us that story
1: so cruel bringing me
0: back to that
1: i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, like i i i've thought about this this question because obviously um uh, there's there's a lot. It's yes. it's like the pick pick the top three. Um, I, actually, and probably probably one of the the worst for me was the the 2008 2009. Uh, I had over expanded. Um, I had a sports events company. I had a nightclub. Um, I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. I had got overextended, and uh, two of my biggest clients defaulted. Uh, owing me over a million dollars and when you're a small company a million dollars hurts yeah. and um yeah I had to go through I had to lay off 36 of 40 staff that I had and it's just brutal it's uh, these were people that had given up good jobs to come and work for me they had kind of worked overnight and over weekends to get projects done and um yeah it was it was a very dark very dark place took took me i think what took me by surprise was how unresourceful i ca- i became when i was going through that i just didn't um i'd always been the guy that uh you yeah, know could find a way out could find a creative solution and and at that point it it uh yeah really really wasn't um wasn't able to to see a way out and it was uh, it was pretty pretty tough time to to go through, um, but I actually think I had been through a relatively similar, not not quite as bad, uh, experience. Um, I guess nearly ten years earlier in the two thousand dot com boom when that collapsed, and our business had been doing incredibly well work because we were selling to telcos and the telcos were all throwing money at that space and when the bubble burst of course all that money dried up and i think the um that that was actually in many regards it was harder uh, i think because i was younger and i thought i was more invincible and and i thought that was i had found the model um so that kind of uh while it wasn't quite as painful in terms of letting people go i think it was that was more of a shock to my ego um, at, at that point. And uh, I had to, you know, we really had to kind of uh, assess the way I built businesses after that. And and I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll come on to lessons, I guess. But um, one of the things I've realized is that often the lessons I take from mistakes are not always good lessons. And then I have to go and unlearn those those lessons. or Or I don't really genuinely get the the lesson until much later on. And and one of the thing one of the lessons that I didn't really get from the dot com bubble until much, much later was we had built a very successful business that was spitting off a lot of cash to to me and the other owner, but we weren't building any assets in the business. So it was it was fundamentally kind of like a recruitment business. So we would uh, bring people in and uh, sell them on at a higher price, and we would make a lot of money from that. But when when the business stopped, there were there were no assets in the company. Um, so I, when you then suddenly start thinking about, well, can I sell this business? Can, how do I get out of this business? There was nothing there. Um, so it took me it took me a long time to realize that. Um, Afterwards, but I, actually, it kind of it's shifted the way I think about any of the businesses that I build today. So, yeah, I've, I've got a, I've got a yeah whole parade of <laughs> mistakes <laughs> that uh, I, I can go through and torture myself with from time to time.
0: What I think the most important thing here that I'm getting Fire Nation is. The need throughout your business to step back and to really identify, you know, don't be in the trees the whole time. You know, Take that aerial view and say, hey, as an outsider, as an outside perspective, what am I seeing right now that I really maybe wouldn't be seeing if I was in those trees? So one thing to really think about all the way, Fire Nation, when you're going through and creating the business of your dreams, hey, what am I doing? exactly what am i creating exactly and and if this was to stop suddenly am i going to be able to still have something of value within this company so powerful and callum i want to pass it over to you now just in one sentence what is the exact thing that you want to make sure that fire nation takes away from this story
1: i think the key thing is it does get better you you more opportunities come along every every time I go through those worst moments uh, it, it feels it feels dark and it, it feels that you 've run out of the the answers that you thought you had um, but you know it it keeps going and, and the whole uh, i guess the the whole heart of entrepreneurship is being resourceful um, so it's really it 's about being more resourceful in in those opportunities and and looking for other people. That have been through that and can perhaps help you out uh from that. And I think it's it's always I've always been able to find mentors or find examples of people that have been through worse times than me and um, and gone on and uh, got back on the horse. So that's always that's always a good good reminder uh for, for me in terms of moving on.
0: So Callum, let's do a little shift into another story. This one's gonna be Your aha moment, an epiphany that you've had—you know, one that you think is going to resonate with our listeners, Fire Nation. So, take us to that moment. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah, so this is a big one, and it's kind um, of—it really did completely flip my understanding of entrepreneurship. And I'd already been building businesses for a number of years when this happened. So, I was approached by somebody to buy their company. And like most entrepreneurs, I had no time and no money, um, and I certainly buying another company wasn't wasn't on my radar at all. But I just thought, as an intellectual exercise, I would go through the process and see see if I could learn something from it. Um, and so I, I did. I kind of I started doing due diligence on this this other company and. And kind of went in and kicked the tires and talked to the staff and talked to the customers. And um, it was a really interesting experience because for the first time in my life, I was actually assessing a company as a potential investor rather than as as, as the owner. And, mm. and I realized I was asking different questions. So, for example, I was kind of saying, uh, look, I don't understand why you've got that client. Because as far as I can tell, every time you serve that client, you, you you lose money. And the guy would say, well, yeah, I know, but they've been with us since the beginning. And, and yeah, Doris is a lovely guy. And yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, okay, well, that, that's a bit strange, but fair enough. And and I said, I don't really understand why you've got this member of staff, because as far as I can tell, they don't do anything. Like, oh, I know, but they you know, they're always fun in the office. And um <laughs> And uh, and it was really weird because I kind of looked at it. And I said, "Well, look, if if I do buy this, then I'm going to change this. And I'm going to change that. And because there's no value to me as a shareholder in having those things, and I, I kind of obviously thought the current owner was a complete idiot yeah, uh, for exactly. having these things in place. But with my new set of glasses on, I then went back and looked at my own business. And I was like, Ah wh- why am I serving that client and and why do I have that member of staff um, and And it was the first time I got really, really clear on the difference between um, shareholder value and customer value, and I think as most entrepreneurs we obsess all day long about customer value, right How can we create more value for the customers so that we can charge more money so that we can get more more customers? We, we obsess about it, but actually the the real game is is not the customer value it's to, the, the customer value is purely in support of building the shareholder value and and often especially when we 're one hundred percent shareholder of our own business, we tend to neglect that piece and so th- this was a really big learning curve for me uh, completely changed the the way i approach business and and it's interesting i i now um, one of my business partners in in one of the companies I work on, Unity Group, is a, as a mergers and, small business mergers and acquisitions uh, guy. He's done bought and sold 40-plus businesses. And I was sharing with him this, this story about my shift from customer value to shareholder value. Uh, and he said something that really resonated with me. He said, well, actually, for him, uh, he's still obsessed about customer value, but he's only got one customer and the customer is the guy or girl that's about to buy his business. Um and and that's a really interesting uh frame on it because if you if you start with that end game of selling the business. And I know a lot of people go into business for lots of different reasons. Not all of them are looking for for an exit, but but interestingly what most people go into small business or go into business for is because they want more time and money. And then they start the business. And the last thing they get is time and money. Um, But actually, when you sell a business, you get time and money. Um, So if you can figure out how to do the selling the business a bit quicker, um, then you kind of you, it, that really unleashes the the real entrepreneur in you because you 're not doing the day to day operation stuff, um, even if you sell a business for for a lot less than you thought or you hoped for, you now find yourself with time and money and as an entrepreneur with time and money that that 's a really powerful place to be that gives you lots and lots of uh, fun to have with with opportunities and and to start thinking strategically.
0: So, Calum, what I really want you to do now for Fire Nation is to take all that you just said, which was a lot, and sum it up into one sentence. One takeaway for Fire Nation. What do you really want to make sure that we get from what you just said?
1: Understand what the individual that's going to buy or is going to invest in your company is looking for. What are they looking for? And build to deliver that.
0: Love that. Now... Calum, you have a lot of things that are going on right now, but what I would love for you to share with our listeners is the one thing that has you more fired up than anything else right now. I can't do it. There's just too many. Too bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I'm going to say disruption. Um... and a good friend of mine wrote a book called Entrepreneur Revolution, Daniel Priestley. And Entrepreneur Revolution is about this idea that there's this big shift happening right now from big faceless corporations to small business owners. And it's creating massive disruption. Um, I'm in Asia, where you've got massive disruption again. You've got this big shift from rural to urban environments, and of course, we're, we've all got this techno- technological revolution that's happening as well. Um, and and it just it fires me up. It excites me because whenever you have disruption, whenever you have uh, conflicts or. or um, value differentials it creates huge opportunities for for entrepreneurs so yeah it's it just uh, the people I work with the people I see around uh, every day just um, so many opportunities coming up and and, yeah it really really excites me
0: awesome well fire nation we're about to enter the lightning round but before we do let's take a minute to thank our sponsors Need a quality of design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without clear direction. That's why I love going to 99designs for my design projects. They make it easy. I actually just completed two of my own logo projects through 99designs this past month for free podcast course and travel on fire. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one, crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first step to getting a great design and a 99 99- Designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. And also check out the past contest that I've run myself. That's 99designs.com slash fire. I don't need to tell you about the importance of growing your online presence because you already know the key to growing any business successfully is having one. And it all starts with your home base, your website. But there are a lot of moving pieces that go into building a website, securing your URL, getting a hosting package, choosing a theme, the list goes on. Lucky for us, HostGator.com is your one-stop destination for all website and hosting needs. Whether you already have a website or you need to build one from scratch, HostGator is key to helping you get your online presence started. Their award-winning 24-7, 365 support via live chat, telephone, and email is unparalleled in the hosting world. They're there for you. Plus, they've just raised a bar by introducing their brand new optimized WordPress hosting plans. Get started with HostGator today by using promo code FIRE and the number 30. Just visit HostGator.com, enter promo code FIRE in the number 30 today. Callum, are you prepared for the lightning rounds?
1: I am. I live for this.
0: <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I was probably not held back from becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I think I was held back from becoming a good entrepreneur by my own ego. Uh, so once once I learned to start reaching out to people that had done it better, that's when I started to become uh a better
0: entrepreneur. Get your ego in check. What's the best advice you've ever received, Callum?
1: Best advice is ask who questions. So a typical entrepreneur will always ask how questions. Like, how can I do this? How can I make more money? How can I solve this problem? Uh, the most effective questions to move you forward are who questions. Who already knows the answer to this? Who could I learn from? Who would benefit the most if I'm successful?
0: What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success?
1: When I'm not being uh, woken up exceedingly early by you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, generally uh, I, I try and get to the gym or go for a run every morning uh, before I've turned on my phone, before I've looked at any of the day-to-day stuff. and It just gives, gives me that, that moment of uh, time to think to myself and, and plan the day. So that's, that's a useful habit.
0: Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners?
1: Let me answer that in a slightly different way because I've just come to a, a realization. Um, and the realization that I've come to is, I, I come from a tech background, but I've realized that in the past year or so, I've started to get really lazy about learning new applications. Um, so just recently, I've, I've made it a policy to learn a new product or a new app every couple of weeks. And it's not not because I'm particularly interested in that app, but what I've realized is that the longer you go without learning a new app, the, the more reticent you become to learn new stuff because uh, you get comfortable with the apps you're using, the sites you go to. And, uh, and, and I realize you, you kind of, it's very, very easy to let stuff slip by and, and get into a situation where you don't want to learn new technology. Um, and so n- now I'm forcing myself to uh, to n- use new apps. Uh, at work, we've just started using Slack, um, which which is a great, great app for just internal communication. Um, but there's, there's so many out there, there's so many out there. I think that the, the trick is being willing to try new things on a regular basis.
0: No, I love that because you will atrophy Fire Nation mm. if you don't get out there and learn new things. I mean... I was using this pick resizer. It was like just resize pictures. And, you know, I had to do it all the time for everything that I was doing. And finally, this one site that I was using forever, it's just like it was down for like one day. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to Google and see what's out there. And there was a site that was like the first result that was 100 times better. I was doing things so much quicker. It was all done in the same page. And it was unbelievable how much easier it was done. And it's just because I wasn't getting out there and actually trying to learn new things. And It was costing yeah. me big. So, Callum, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: Okay, it's obscure and um, it's not not an easy read, but it's a book called Billionaire by Ivan Fallon, um, and it's about Sir James Goldsmith and his. Uh, he was a, an industrialist, or a, a, I guess a takeover expert in the eighties, and uh, but it's it's a really interesting behind the scenes on how a lot of the big deals uh, come about. And you, you don't normally uh, – well, one of the frustrations as an entrepreneur is that often you see the shiny facade of, of other businesses. But it's, it's often very difficult to get a behind-the-scenes look at, at what happens or how these big deals take get done. So if you're interested in in kind of learning about uh, how Businesses Acquire Other Businesses and and that sort of stuff. Billionaire by Ivan Fallon's an awesome book.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Callum, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Cool. I would use a laptop to find out who are the most successful people in, in my new world. And uh, then I would use the $500 to go and wine them, dine them, um, just find out how I could create value to them. Um, I think my, you know, we talked about my ego getting in the way. My biggest challenge as an entrepreneur over the years has been trying to create stuff that I thought was cool rather than find people that are already successful and find ways to make them more successful. Um, and that, that would be the, where I would focus on and I think that would be where I'd get the biggest results in the quickest time.
0: Well, Callum, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Cool. So uh, my website, CallumLang.com, C-A-L-L-U-M-L-A-I-N-G.com. Or I'm quite active on Twitter, which is at Lang Callum. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from from your listeners if there's anything I can do for them in in Asia or advise them in any way. Oh, cool. It'd be great.
0: In a parting piece of guidance
1: ask who not what ask who who can who can help you who can take you to the next level
0: fire nation you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you have been hanging out with callum and jld today So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Callum, C-A-L-L-U-M in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his book recommendation resource, his website, again, his Twitter, at Lane Callum check him out he's got some cool stuff going on and if you have any questions about asia or you're in asia and what he's saying is resonating don't hesitate to reach out and callum i want to thank you brother for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Ready to rock your own webinar? Text Webinar Course to 33444. That's Webinar Course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 10 day webinar course like a champ. Have an inspired day and ignite.